You don't know why you're really doing what you're doing. You just know that someone told you it was a good idea. If it wasn't for the fact that we built a strategy together and they started to focus and didn't get distracted by all the other shiny objects that were coming their way, they wouldn't be able to say that they had purchased a house a year later. You're gonna feel like you're missing something because you genuinely are. Are you a six-figure household, but you're struggling to build wealth? Money isn't a problem, yet you don't have a financial strategy. You and your spouse just can't seem to get aligned, and it's holding you back. Welcome to Rad Money, the finance podcast for millennial married couples. We're Rebecca and Dylan. And our goal with this podcast is to help you stop arguing about money so you can start building real wealth. Because the world needs more good, wealthy people. Welcome to today's episode of the Rad Money Podcast. Before we get into today's topic, we will be sharing details about our upcoming event for couples who want to build wealth in 2024 at the end of today's episode. So make sure you stick around for that. But now let's talk about the number one way you're sabotaging your success. Yes, this is so consistent with every single client at some point, even for us, it was a challenge. This one way that people self-sabotage gets in the way of reaching any and all of your financial goals. I mean, it gets in the way of paying off your debt, saving, investing, and ultimately reaching that North Star goal. The way that this one self-sabotaging behavior can do all that, can get in the way of absolutely everything, it's gonna slow you down, it's gonna water down your efforts, and you're really not gonna be able to see the results that you want in any particular area which leads you to feeling super disempowered. I see this all the time with clients who struggle with this because it makes them feel like when they get these low results, it makes them feel like they aren't capable of accomplishing what they want to accomplish. Nihilism can kind of start to creep in, start to feel as though success is not possible and even trying is just completely futile. So essentially, worst case scenario, it can lead to people just giving up. And I've definitely had some people just give up. And that's awful. We don't want that for you. So that's why we're talking about this number one way that everybody tends to self-sabotage and helping you get out in front of it so that you can stop this limiting behavior. Right. I mean, this is something that if you can become aware of it, it will make it so much easier to recognize when it's happening. Then you're able to correct this behavior. So you might be wondering what we're talking about. We've let it on for a while. We are talking about focus. And the number one way that most people self-sabotage when it comes to their finances is a lack of focus or no focus at all. This is where most clients really come to us is they show up and they do not have a strategy to begin with. And so that means that they aren't able to focus because if you don't have a strategy, what would you possibly focus on, right? Correct. Um, So you have to have a well-defined strategy to know where you're supposed to be focusing your attention, where you're supposed to be focusing your financial energy, as we like to call it, you know, what your priority is at the moment, all those sorts of things. And that's where really most people come to us. It's not, not that they've lost focus. They don't have it to begin with. I think of one couple in particular that I worked with. And when they first came to me, there was no focus at all. They had a lot of things that they would like to do, but they weren't quite sure how to put it all together. They were bringing home about $6,000 a month, living paycheck to paycheck. All that money was being spent and they really had no plan for it, but they knew they wanted to do things like increase their credit score, buy a home eventually. So without any focus or without any strategy, they weren't able to make any progress. But after we worked together, one of the first things that happened was they immediately found $1,000 in their cash flow every 
every month to save, to invest, to pay down some debts. They had extra money available. But not too long ago, I just reached out to see how they were doing. And they told me that they had purchased their first home. But if it wasn't for the fact that we built a strategy together and they started to focus and didn't get distracted by all the other shiny objects that were coming their way, they wouldn't be able to say that they had purchased a house a year later. Yeah. So without that strategy, you just can't, you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything if you don't have a strategy. But even before that strategy, you have to have a vision. Correct. If you don't have a vision for what that strategy is supposed to help you accomplish, then you won't know how to build the strategy. So you need a vision, you need a strategy, and then you have to focus. You have to have the fiercest focus on what it is that you laid out that you need to do. Otherwise, all of those things that we said before are going to be a reality. You're going to struggle to get results. If you get any results, they're going to be minuscule you're going to stop seeing the darn point. The thing is, it's so important to have the vision and have a strategy. Otherwise, there's just there's nowhere to focus. Our first point is that if you just don't have any focus at all, the problem is there's a lack of strategy or vision because what is there to focus on? Yeah. And so that is really the first thing is, is making sure that you do have a vision and a strategy. Otherwise, I mean, you just bounce around from one thing to the next. So whatever sounds good. It's like the flavor of the week. Yeah. And the things that start to stand out to you so much more are the I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Those are all things that are going to cause you to lose focus. Yep. Another huge thing that causes people to lose focus is just genuinely not being patient. This takes time. Making money takes time. Paying off debt takes time. Investing enough to retire takes time. Yeah, but for a lot of people, a lifetime. A lifetime, yeah. So you absolutely have to have that. What we talk about a lot, you have to have the ability to delay gratification. When you want to build wealth, when you want to really create a life for yourself, design a life for yourself, you can't expect it to be some like microwave mindset. And if you cannot be patient, then you are absolutely going to lose focus. You are going to start to compare yourself. Like I was saying, you're going to start comparing yourself to everything that you see. You're going to start telling yourself, I should be doing this. I should be getting better results. I should be somewhere that I am not right now. And that is going to destroy you. Well, the thing is, too, I really understand how people could be impatient in the society that we live in today where oh, yeah. you have I totally fr get it. free two-day shipping that, yeah. that everything, any information that you want is on your phone and you can receive it instantly. It is hard like, to be patient. Because, yeah, like I was going to say, like, I can barely stand that feeling when, like, I have a question, but, like, I already turned my phone off for the night, so I can't ask Google. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, isn't that so funny? I want to know now. The patience thing, I totally get get that yeah. it is a, it's a struggle nowadays but learning and understanding that building wealth is a lifetime game it's a long game really helps you understand if i make meaningful progress today if i make meaningful progress this month then i'm actually doing really great job it's just hard to see the forest from the trees yeah it totally but i will say though that if you have that microwave mindset think about how good that food is okay microwaves are against my religion i'm just against it too full on get microwaves away from me i can't stand any food that comes out of one. And, and my point really being that if you expect things to happen so quickly, your results aren't going to be there. Not the way that you really want them to be. And so you might get like a short term hit of adrenaline and dopamine and, you know, whatever, but it's not going to last very long. Right. Like a hot pocket kind of tastes good, but you don't feel good afterwards. For like two seconds, you're like, this is awesome. And then you're like, no. <laughs> so yeah, that, I think that that's a big part of it. Like you have to realize that if you can't get a handle on the ability to be patient and learn how to not cave on every impulse, then you're, you're essentially settling. 
you're essentially settling for a life that's just not as great. Sure. And so it, it does take more time to build wealth. It does take time to design a life. But you're going to look back and say, wow, I really lived my life with purpose. I was very intentional. I'm so satisfied and grateful that I did that as opposed to what do I have to show for myself? Yeah, yeah. So one thing that you just said, though, was where you get the results and you just start seeing that progress. And once you see that consistent progress over time, it, it gets easier, right? But the biggest thing that gets, I think, in people's way, other than just general societal two-day shipping microwave mindset sort of thing, is every single person on this journey, you're going to experience setbacks. Yep. They're inevitable. Every single client who I have had either has a setback with their car or has a setback because of job loss. Really, it's so much harder when you're in those first couple of steps. You've got your cash cushion, you got a couple thousand dollars in the bank, you're finally starting to pay off those credit cards, they're starting to pay off those student loans, and then bang, $1,500 car bill comes in because all of a sudden you need totally new tires, or your car finally died. Whatever the case may be, it is such a huge setback, and that can be make or break for people because it hurts. It hurts. As soon as you feel like you started to get a stride, you started to feel like you've got some hope and you're like, I can do this. I can get results. It feels like the rug is swept right out from under you. It's two steps forward, one step back. And you're focusing on the one step back opposed to the fact that you already taken two steps forward. Absolutely. But that's only if you handle it that way. Only if you look at it that way. I actually remember when we first started, I was driving a Jeep Liberty at the time. I remember that we had just gotten to the point of having our emergency fund. We hadn't totally paid off our debt yet, but my Jeep needed something done. It was like $700. And instead of saying, oh my gosh, like huge setback, I was just stoked that I didn't have to put it on a credit card. Was that the day that the noise started happening and you just, we pulled into the shop and got it fixed right then and there? Or was that a different time? I think so. Yeah, it was just, I think okay, that is what we're going to yeah. deal with this. Yes, it technically, you know, we had to pull that money from our emergency fund and you could look at that as a blow. If you focus on the negative, if you focus on the positive, which is, wow, six months ago, I would have had to put that on a credit card and I would be in an even worse position than I am now. But I just get to pay this off. I'm free and clear. The car is taken care of. We're good. So it's all in how you handle those setbacks, that mindset that you have to be able to stay focused and not say, wow, there's all these setbacks. Oh my gosh, what's the point? You have to be able to stay focused and see the progress that you've made. Otherwise, you're going to just start deviating from your plan and feel like it's not worth it. And speaking of deviating from the plan, that's the next way that we see people lose focus on their strategy, what we call shiny object syndrome. There's always something new. There's something better. The grass is always greener. They're always looking at the next thing that can possibly get them better results. This correlates really well with being impatient because maybe you're working a plan. It takes a long time. Like we said, it's a long game. And so you hear of this new way to get rich faster. And so you think, oh, I'm clearly doing the wrong thing. I need to move and change my strategy over here. We can list off so many from the past few years. Think cryptocurrencies, NFTs, starting your, your own Airbnb. Oh, let me just start my own Airbnb. Let me just be a real estate mogul. Let me get a vending machine. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, there's just so many ways to do it. So, I mean, we probably just distracted you with six different new ideas you weren't even thinking about. But shiny objects just get you distracted from what you're actually focusing on and just take your energy away from the work that you should truly be doing. You have to put your blinders on to the, quote, next best thing. You need to stay focused on your strategy until you get to the certain point where okay, now I've done what I said I wanted to do, and now I can look at the next thing. Yep. Now I can look for what comes next. That's how you truly build wealth, not scattering your efforts across a million different things, hoping that one of them, you'll strike it big. That doesn't work. Another reason that you really can start to lose focus, and we see it all the time, 
is you just start doubting yourself. You start to second guess everything and start to backtrack on the decisions that you've already made, telling yourself that there's something missing. You miss something. And so you're constantly going back to the drawing board, trying to change your plan again and doing all these things because essentially you doubt yourself. You're doubting the decisions that you made in the past. And so you are always just going right back to the drawing board. One thing that's really tough about this one in particular is that you're spending so much time recreating the plan. Because when you second guess yourself, then that means that you're going to go sit down and you're going to start to do more research and figure out what you're going to do next. And you're always changing the plan. So it's you're just taking so much mental effort when you doubt yourself. It also makes a lot of sense if you just lack the financial knowledge that you need to make good decisions. Sometimes you should be second guessing yourself. Sure. Sometimes you are putting the cart before the horse. You aren't following the steps in the order that they really should to get you the best results. And you don't know about all the opportunities that are available to you. If I had a nickel for every time that I've had a client who's just like, wow, my CPA never told me that. Wow, my tax person never told me that. They just don't know the right questions to ask. They don't know what they should be looking for. And so when you don't have that knowledge, yeah, you're going to feel like you're missing something because you genuinely are. So it makes sense why you would do it. But there's a point where you have to just decide what you're going to do and you need to just stick to it. At least, like I said, until you check that box, you've reached that goal. And then you can move on to the next thing. And I see comparison playing a big role in this one as well, is that you see other people being, quote, successful and that you you might be missing something. Absolutely. They're doing this one thing. I'm not doing that. How did they get that? We went to the same school. We got the same degree. We did this. Like, why are they doing it? And I'm not, you know, and it's just it's so foolish because you don't know if it's family money. You don't know if they're swimming in debt. You don't know what's going on. Right. Outside, (laughs) like what you see may not be what is actually going on. That's a great reminder. Yeah. So that, I mean, we just can't compare ourselves to anybody in any way, shape, or form in our life. But it definitely does. You're right. I think that does play a big role in second-guessing yourself, especially if they're people who you truly consider to be your peers. And right. they look appear to have something that you don't. You can absolutely feel like, oh, I'm missing something. I'm mm-hmm. doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I mean, but again, maybe you are. Maybe you are doing something wrong. Maybe you genuinely, you just don't have the inf- all the information. We all start off as ignorant. We have to learn. We have to educate ourselves here in our financial journey because if we want to be successful to the point that we can retire with enough money, that takes some knowledge. Well, and again, it's why we do what we do. Unashamedly, plug, that's why we do what we do because it takes a lot of time. You have your own career path. You don't need to be an expert in this. You don't need a second degree in personal finance. Correct. <laughs> you do need to educate yourself or at least surround yourself with people who can do the heavy lifting for you. If you're wondering, okay, maybe this is me. Maybe I do lose focus. How how can I really tell if I'm losing focus? Well, like we've kind of alluded to, if you're changing your plan all of the time, if you're constantly trying to tweak things and reevaluate and changing your plan, you are probably losing focus on what it was that you needed to do. Now, maybe you got some new information and you're just implementing that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about genuinely just tinkering with everything all the time while also feeling like you're not seeing any progress. Right. I think that's a good distinction. We're allowed to course correct with you our should. strategy and our plan. Like you, you need to. You learn new information. and You get those setbacks. And you get to course correct, but you're always aiming in the same direction. This is where your strategy just goes thrown out the window and you're starting from scratch again. Yep. Another thing is if, if you're just feeling disorganized. Again, this is another thing that clients come to us all the time. They just don't have proper systems. They are not organized in their finances. They're not quite sure what role each account plays. I opened this because I thought maybe I would do this, but then that and then all this. And I don't really know. I don't really know what that's for. I mean, those, those are all words. 
that I've heard from my clients. I hear it from all of them. So just it, when you're losing focus, that tends to mean that you're disorganized. I see disorganization as a cause of not being focused. Well, like you're saying, if I got 12 different accounts, it's hard for me to focus because I got to check in with all these accounts that have all these special requirements. And I think plans it's hard to say chicken or the egg. I think it's a chicken or the egg situation. You might become more disorganized because you can't stay focused on what you decided to do at that given time, right? Or sure. eventually, once you've gotten so disorganized, yeah, you don't have focus because you've got just this whole entanglement, a uh, financial knot system that, that doesn't <laughs> make sense to you, right? So I don't know which one comes first, but there definitely is a very strong relationship. I definitely. Totally, I yeah. agree with that. Another thing, if you're losing focus consistently, you're probably reprioritizing things all of the time. One day you decide that I absolutely, I need to pay off all my debt. You know, I've been hearing a lot about how important that is. I'm ready to do, get rid of that. Okay. But then the next month you're saying, you know what? No, I, I need to invest. Investing needs to be my top priority because I need time in the market and all this sort of stuff. You're constantly just ping-ponging back and forth from one thing to the next and shuffling things around to where you just aren't able to, again, get the results that you really need. We really need that laser-like focus on one thing at a time. Let's get rid of that debt. Then let's intentionally invest. Then let's buy the house, but, you know, or whatever the order is, right? That's not necessarily the order that you need to do it in. But you have to make these very succinct decisions. You have to stick with them and not constantly be reprioritizing them unnecessarily. We're not saying not to reprioritize. If your situation changes dramatically, you still need to be smart about it. Reprioritize when necessary. But if you're just kind of jumping around because you're really letting your emotions lead, that just means you're losing focus. You need to fight against that. Yeah, this lack of focus, especially with reprioritizing, means you gain no momentum. And that's really tough because you won't see the progress that you'd like to make. Because if I'm, if I'm focused on the debt this month and the next month I focus on investing and then I realize I, the following month I need should, should save for my emergency fund or whatever it is that I'm doing, if I'm bouncing around because I can't focus on one long enough, none of those things actually come to fruition. I don't become debt free. I don't save a bunch of money. I don't have a lot of money in retirement because I'm always bouncing around. The reprioritization leads to a lack of momentum and momentum happens when you're focused. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. The momentum is absolutely key. Mm -hmm. You have to get to the point of, of critical mass, essentially, in a whole, in, in pretty much every aspect of your finances. And you really need to be using your financial energy very intentionally towards just one thing at a time. I mean, I'm just never going to stop saying that. You can't do a lot of things well. Otherwise, you're half-assing a lot and getting piss-poor results. You have to make sure that if this is something that you do, you've got to get a handle on it. And at some point, you've just got to decide what you're going to do, and you need to just do it. Exactly. And the last thing that happens if you've lost focus, and I hate hearing that this happens to people, is that they just give up. Yeah. They think, what's the point? Because it's just too tough. It's going to take too long. So they just throw in the towel and they give up on whatever they were working on. And unfortunately, I think it's more common than ever. Especially for people our age, it feels like the cards are stacked against us. We were all graduating college during a recession, experienced a second recession. The housing market is super expensive. You know, there's so many reasons to feel like everything is up against us. Yeah, it's, it's very challenging. I mean, we're never going to act like it's not. That's just foolish. And honestly, more demoralizing to millennials is to tell them everything is fine and you should just be able to do it. So just toughen up, <laughs> you know, like that's very demoralizing to act like there aren't really crazy challenges up against us, that, that there's not a reason that things are hard. 
Right. That's just, it feels like gaslighting. It, it really does. It really feels like gaslighting. It, it's a lot different if you say, hey, I get it. It's a really tough time. The housing market's super expensive. You've gone through a couple of recessions, but I, I believe that if you work hard enough and you stay focused, you can get these results that you're looking for. It makes me feel seen. And then I have hope because someone's saying, I recognize the challenges that you're going through and it's possible. It's yeah. not going to be easy. I'm not telling you it's easy. No. But is it worth it? Can you do it? Yeah, heck yeah, you can. Yeah, it's a completely different message. Um, but with all of these, with changing your plan, being disorganized, reprioritizing things, and just straight up giving up, double for both of them when you are in a relationship. Because you're, you've both got all of these different ideas. You've both got different motivations or concerns or feelings that maybe it is going to be too hard or maybe it isn't worth it. You have You have two people that you have to get on the same page. And that can just be really hard. Right. With couples, it can be so hard because you got two different people that are bringing in different sets of information. There's just so many inputs that make it harder to stay focused on what you're doing. Exactly. Like all of a sudden, hey, did you see that reel that I sent you or that TikTok where this person, they're doing the burr method. And hey, did you know about this crypto? It's constant. And you you guys can absolutely be your greatest allies or your greatest undoing. Sure. <laughs> yep. And so especially if you're both not saying, hey, yo, we've got a strategy. Let's stick to the plan. Like that sounds cool, but let's put a pin in it. That's how you we know? talk. We go, hey, yo. Actually, we do, though. <laughs> but seriously, though, we recognize that that is absolutely a huge piece of staying focused when you're in a couple. Getting on the same page in general is hard, and that's what we help couples do. But then staying on that same page and holding that line is hard. Right, right. We're running a business together, it's right? Tough. Like, I want to focus on this. You want to focus on that. We've got to decide where are we going to focus. Right, because there's only so much time and energy in the day to focus on one one real thing. If you, and that's the thing yeah. we've realized. This thing maps onto a lot of different areas of your life. You can only get one meaningful thing done a day. So what is yeah. that going to be? The same thing's true with your finances. I can only really make progress on one thing right now. If I had to choose just one thing right now, what would that be? It's the best way to do it. But getting on that same page, staying on that same page is a challenge. Well, th this is a great time to talk about then what it looks like when you're staying focused. Right. We were already kind of talking about that. Staying focused means working on that one thing at a time. But let's dive into it. When you really figure it out, when you have your strategy and your vision, what are you doing? You're executing. Exactly. You're getting stuff done. You are ab you're checking off the to-do list. You are coloring in those little boxes on your payoff debt spreadsheet. You're doing all those things. You are seeing results and you are actually hitting your benchmarks consistently. Yes. If you are staying focused and you are consistently taking action, then you are going to actually hit those benchmarks. And that means you're going to actually hit those goals. Yeah, month after month, you can say, I did it. I paid off another $1,000 of debt. Yeah. Check. Even if it's not as much as you thought it would, consistency is what matters here. Exactly. Staying focused and doing it again and again, regardless of setbacks, regardless of whatever, just showing up and staying focused on what your main objective is, that's what's going to get you to your goals way faster than if you keep letting the shiny object syndrome or whatever distract you. And that I love that point too, is that you are going to get there faster. Like you just said, because I'm not dealing with shiny objects. I'm not reprioritizing. I'm always just doing the same thing over and over and over again. And I'm getting really good at that one thing. So it only means that I get to go faster and be better at it. Yeah. And that all leads to less stress and anxiety. You're just not worried about what other people are doing. Right. You know what you want to do. So my best friend, he's doing this thing with an investment that works for him. Yes. I figured out what worked for me. The end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you're not worried about what other people are doing, that's really going to end that comparison. And that's going to help you feel less stressed about what you quote should be doing 
less anxious about things that you're getting wrong or got wrong or whatever those mistakes are. Like you're able to really just focus on solving the solvable problems, controlling what you can control, and that's all gonna help your mental state. And with all of this, you're going to get your time back. If you aren't focused, you're reprioritizing, you're re-strategizing all this time that you get back when you're focused because you aren't spending every other month refiguring things out. You just get to continue to execute and spend more time doing and less time planning. This is how we paid off $45,000 of debt in 18 months. We were crazy focused. That's all we, we did. We did not try to do anything else. You know, we lived our life, but our only financial priority was pay off the debt. Yep. And because we were so focused, that's what got us that result in that short amount of time because we were not getting distracted. We were not worrying about what we were going to invest in next or what was going to happen after the debt or anything like that. It was what are we doing right now? What can we do right now to make our situation better right now? Yes. And that's the difference of paying it off in 18 months versus three years, five years, 10 years. That's the difference is staying stupid focused and just telling everybody else, just like, mind your business. I'm doing this because yep. they're going to judge you, too. <laughs> they're absolutely going to you know, try to distract you. And when you, the more people that are involved, <laughs> the harder it gets to stay focused. But when you can just stay super focused on this, that's when you're able to get these results like what we did in such a short amount of time. Within three years, we had paid off all of that debt, saved a couple years worth of living expenses, and gotten to like coast fire. Yeah. But we only did one thing at a time. We did not try to do all of that at once. If we had, I guarantee you, it wouldn't have worked. No, not at all. I agree with that for sure. Because again, you have to have that critical mass. You have to put all that financial energy towards one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. All right, so now that you know what it looks like, let's talk about how you can stay focused. So here's what you need to do. The first thing, and Rebecca was just touching on it earlier, you gotta learn how to use the word no. N-O. Yeah, think about it. Everybody who is successful, who has made a name for themselves in one area or another in their lives, they said yes to one specific thing and no to nearly everything else. And we can give you, we can give you options too. Negatory, nah, nilch. <laughs> if you're from the <laughs> South, you can say things like, no, thank you. <laughs> no, th yeah, if you're feeling polite, yeah, uh, <laughs> then you can say no, thank you. Exactly. But yes, you have to learn to say no. You have to get super comfortable saying no. All the people pleasers out there, just start figuring it out. <laughs> but you've got to say no. The second thing is get off social media. This is the comparison, the distractions. It's killing you. It's absolutely killing you. Is, as entrepreneurs, we find that challenging with social media. Because in our first couple of years when we were really trying to figure it out, social media was horrible for our mindset because it is that shiny object syndrome, comparison. It's too much input. So just get off of social media. It's, it's really causing more harm than good. Right. A social media detox is always a good thing. It's such a big thing. Third, educate yourself. Like we were saying earlier, if you don't want to doubt yourself, if you want to have confidence in your plan, you need to educate yourself. So that means reading the books, taking the courses, working with a financial coach like us to make sure that you you have the knowledge so that you don't doubt yourself when new ideas come up. Well, and you just understand why you're doing what you're doing. Exactly. That's the that's why educating yourself is so important. That's why aligning yourself with someone who can just fill in the blanks for you is because that's why you're doubting yourself. You don't know why you're really doing what you're doing. You just know that someone told you it was a good idea. You need to know what role every piece of your strategy plays and why it's in there. And it needs to be very intentional. Okay, next thing, get on the same page. If you are a couple, if you have a spouse, you have to get on that same page. You both need to be just as committed to staying focused on staying on that same page. And this and this is hard. This is not easy. It takes time. And again, that's why we do what we do. But you have to do it. And then finally, if you are impatient, if that's where you really struggle, don't change your plan. 
Do not stop what you are doing. Double down. You need to speed it up. I love this. That is what you need to be doing. Don't quit. Don't tell yourself what's the point. Whatever. Look at how you can do more. Do not do less. That is the absolute opposite of what you need to be doing right now. If you want to change your life, you want to take control of it, you want to see something different happen for you. You're changing your family tree. You're taking a new path for yourself. Do more, not less. Don't get, don't throw your hands up. You've got to look for ways to save more. You've got to look for ways to earn more. There is something you can do. Do not try to tell me that there's not. It's just not true. And there is always something out there for you. You just have to start looking for it. But if you say, oh, I'm just impatient or, oh, it's just too hard, then you know what? You don't deserve it. You don't deserve the, the outcome. Well, I don't like the word deserve in general. You, I, I really love this David Goggins yeah. quote. It was, don't focus on what you deserve. Aim for what you earn. And exactly. I just love that distinction. It was like, exactly. You, you don't deserve anything. But if you work super hard, you earn that. Yes. It's so different. It's, so different. it's a completely different mindset. Yeah. So if this is hard, Okay. Yeah. Not duh. surprised. It is hard. It's absolutely a challenge. That's why, like, we're a coach and we are constantly telling our clients, you know, helping them stay focused, helping them get that strategy, helping them not cave to all of these pressures mm-hmm. and saying, let's go. How can we do more? How can you push just a little bit extra? And then again, you build on that momentum. So don't do less. Do more. If that sounds like the kind of thing that you absolutely, you're just like, yes, I'm fired up. I want to learn ways to save more money. I want to optimize my income. I want to invest more in 2024. I want to earn more in 2024. You have to come to our live event for couples who want to build wealth in the new year. You have to be there. Because here's the thing. In the next 12 months, either you will or you won't build wealth. You will find yourself in this exact position. Maybe you're in your car right now. You're driving your car at the same time next year. And either things have changed for you or you're exactly where you are right now. Either you will change your circumstances, take control of your life, improve your financial situation and be on the way to building wealth, or you won't. You'll be exactly where you are today. And that's if you're lucky and things don't get worse for you because the economy is challenging right now. Inflation is out of freaking control. Interest is out of control. If you want to feel like things are hopeless, continue to not take action. But there's a lot that you can do for yourself. And we're going to be going through all those things in this live event. We are not holding back here. This is strategy. This is not just concepts and inspirational. This is strategy. And we are absolutely not holding back. We want you to be there live. We want you to get as much out of this as you can and really kick off this new year right. So hit the link in the show notes, get your spot right now, and we will see you there. But that's it for today's episode. And until next time, I'm Rebecca. And I'm Dylan. And and we're we're Rad Rad Coaches. Coaches.